Howdy Minions, we wanted to share a little promo for another podcast that we truly love, hosted by our friend Dom, called Horror House, True Crime, and the Macabre. So have a listen to Dom's show promo here, and make sure to check him out and give him a rate and review. And of course, keep it sleazy. Well, hello, I'm Dom, and I'm the host of Horror House, True Crime, and the Macabre. Horror House, True Crime, and the Macabre is a delectable delight of True Crime and the Macabre, sprinkled with just the right amount of that dry British humour. Horror House can be found anywhere that you listen to podcasts and is on Instagram at Twitter at horrorhouse underscore pod and on Facebook at horrorhousepod. Episodes are released weekly on a Friday or as weekly as studying full-time and working part-time allows. So why don't you make a brew and come join me as I weave tales of horror and discomfort. Until next time, stay spooky. Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hi. We had a slumber party. <laughs> You're so funny. We just we we just had a slumber party last night, so we're we're just waking up from our slumber party. We're just all amped up on like yeah. slumber party the, goodness. Just, yeah. Getting to hang out so much. Yeah. Except for we, we fell asleep like pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I fell asleep like, like as soon as I got into bed is if that's what you're talking yeah. about. I yeah, I was out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. And then I was up in the morning with Taco. Oh God. She's doing her thing. Yeah, she screamed in Haley's face all night. <laughs> all night. But like I said, I think it's because I'm like a new person. I'm not there all the time. She's like, I'm gonna like she was probably see what just, this person's all about. Yeah, no, she, it was probably more so like, where's Drew? She's <laughs> about like I sleep with Drew. Oh, because yeah, you said she's obsessed with Drew. Loves Drew. Yeah. She loves me. Like she loves me like, oh, that's my mom and I love her so much. But she like has a crush on Drew. It actually makes sense because I don't know if you remember, or maybe you were in the bathroom, but when I got into bed because I'm I was sleeping on Drew's side, yeah. she from the couch like jumped over to the bed and started she was like, Meow, meow. Oh, like she was probably like was, disrespected. Like, upsetting. She's like, I think now that you say that, she's probably like, That's Drew's side. That's Drew's, <laughs> Get the fuck that's out. Spot. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah, she's probably just furious. He's gonna be so mad at you. He's I'm gonna really, be so I'm mad. really doing this for your safety. <laughs> for your safety. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, because so I was like, "What's going on?" Like as soon as she turned and saw me, like yeah. lying in the bed, she like freaked out. <laughs> yes, yes, that she gets very now. upset. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's interesting. She's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. I don't think we're we back at it, guys. Yeah. Uh, part two. Part two. Another yeah. one. I, you know what's funny? I, well, I was saying to Haley before this, but like I thought like part one and part two were going to be like extremely long, but for some reason they're just both really short. <laughs> so, and that's okay. And that's okay though. That's okay. But it's because this is one of those cases where it's just like – there. it's not like there's a book yet of all the like details, you know? Like I like stuff that there's like lots of, you lots know – Lots of material to pull from. Lots of material. Yeah. This is all just like kind of like the mm -hmm. news articles that came about – yeah. Afterwards. So it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it is hard because we've talked about in many cases how the media, there's just so many different angles that they can pull from. Yeah. Sometimes you read articles and they just say completely different things. They're completely contradicting things. And we know that in a yeah. case that gets caught up in the media, it's more susceptible to like tone bias and stuff. Yeah. And, and like <laughs> things being added on or exaggerated or just blatantly made up yeah. or whatever. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, it's hard with a case like this that got pulled into the media heavily. Um, and the, and the media, as far as articles from newspapers and things like that are the only things you can pull from as opposed to, yeah, I don't know, like someone writing a book on it and doing like heavy research and interviewing a lot of people. Exactly. Being really meticulous about it. Not to say that not all people who write for newspapers are, aren't meticulous. Some people are, but a lot of the time it feels like it, it is just like, like surface. Yeah. Some things are just whipped together, you know? Yeah. Just giving people the quote unquote facts and yeah. that's pretty much it. Not but digging much deeper. Yeah. So this is like, again, one of those cases, uh, very opinion based mm-hmm. because like for anyone that knows the ending already, it's just, it's kind of up to you to determine where you stand. Yeah. What you think happened. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like not everyone agrees. I, I don't know, but. Well, I'm excited to hear the ending. Yeah. Let's so. see what, what I think about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do a really, really quick little recap. Yes. So I'll just start. We covered how there was like an argument between Casey and her parents, and then she fled with the family car and Kaylee. Her parents hadn't seen her for almost over a month. So Cindy, Casey's mom, reported both her and Kaylee missing, primarily Kaylee. Uh, they had reported there was a foul stench in the car. Then shortly after, Casey urged Shortly after that, Casey's bond got posted, remember? Yes. She got returned to jail like, you know, like a, a broken toaster or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good analogy. I, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, so shortly after that, the forensic report shows microscopic similarities to that of Kaylee Anthony's hair, as well as chloroform in the trunk. The little remains were then found less than half a mile away from the Anthony family home. And a few days later, after like the remains were found, they were confirmed to be that of Kaylee's. And that's where we left off. Right. So now we're going to get into like a little bit of the pre-trial and then the trial. Gotcha. And that's pretty much all there is. But yeah, so... Um, so shortly after the like remains were confirmed to be Kaylee's and they were like, okay, we're, we're going in. This is like now a murder case. This is insane craziness. Um, George, who is Casey's father, on January 23rd had a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. So Brad Conway, who was the family lawyer, reported George missing and said that George has taken several bottles of medication from the house as well as some pictures. Of those pictures were Kaylee. Um, yeah. And then so police had tracked his phone and like found out where he was. I believe it was at like a hotel somewhere. Um, he did attempt suicide and they had f- discovered a five-page suicide note in the hotel. Um, yeah. And he hand wrote it and it was just sad. But he was uh, after that brought into like – I don't want to say custody, but he was taken into like – the hospital for the 72 hour hold. Um, and it was obviously speculated that like the trauma of like his granddaughter 
now being murdered as well as her daughter being the suspect is yeah. what caused this yeah that seems pretty fair to oh, assume yeah. and well especially like we don't know like what he might have dealt with before like he could have struggled with mental yeah. health his whole life or off and on and maybe this mm-hmm. is a trigger for something yeah because um yeah i think it's not like there's many many people that experience mental health yeah issues so if he even had any sort of level of that and then this all happens like it, saying that, that it would, could rock that your would spiral world. someone downward 100 hard yeah 100 percent. and um there is something that comes up later in the trial that again it's open to your interpretation of whether you believe it or not but it involves george so i don't know if that is something that plays a factor with this suicide attempt of like a possible guilt factor i don't know mm-hmm. that's just not something i know Maybe when you hear the trial, you might be like, oh, okay, I see what you mean. So that um, little while goes, like, passes because they're just kind of, like, waiting now for trial to begin and how mm-hmm. it's going to go. I have, like, a bubble stuck in my throat, you know, when they're, like, brewing. Yeah, yeah, no, that happens to me, like, eight times Every a day. Every time, yeah. It's, so, it's like- so inconvenient. <laughs> it's the worst. You're, like, have to pause. You're, like, oh. I'm, like, hang second. on. I'm not about to throw up. I'm just, like, probably going to burp. <laughs> I don't to pass know. a bubble. <laughs> Uh, so <clears throat> that cleared it out. <laughs> so on April 13th, 2009, this is like obviously several months after the suicide attempt, prosecu- prosecutors announced their intention to pursue the death penalty, which before oh. it was not okay on the table. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the prosecutor said that the additional information has become available of like the forensic report and everything and the gruesome details they claim. Uh, the filing says that uh, sufficient aggravating circumstances exist to justify the imposition of the death penalty. Um, a spokeswoman for uh, Jose Baez, which was Anthony's attorney, said in a statement that this is not a death penalty case. We will do whatever is necessary to defend Casey Anthony from um, the state taking her life. Uh, we already have death uh, qualified defense lawyers on our team and are prepared for a vigorous defense. Okay, so May 24th, the trial begins. So the prosecution had opened their statement by claiming Casey as being a party girl with no use for a young daughter. Um, this was apparently evidenced by the month of, uh, like, months spent shopping and drinking during Kaylee's absence. They apparently had proof of her just kind of being out partying, drinking, shopping, doing right. whatever she pleased Okay. during that absence because then after that she was like – obviously in holding once they discovered she was missing. Mm -hmm. But that opening was kind of like immediately stunted by Casey's uh, lawyer's opening statement saying that, um, quoting, uh, Kaylee drowned in the family swimming pool and that George sought to cover up the accidental death. The lead defense lawyer also alleges that George had molested Casey, thereby igniting her habit of lying to cover up the pain that Ray Kronk, if you remember, uh, the utility worker had found Kaylee's body and planted it in the woods. Taking the stand as the first witness, George immediately denied that he ever molested his daughter or knew anything about Kaylee's drowning. So that was okay. theory number one from her defense. Okay. There isn't really any forensic evidence to support a drowning, but it is difficult to prove. Given yeah. the like length, because they fa- yeah, because so much time had passed and they just found her bones, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about forensic science to know if they can determine that. It didn't seem on the evidence that they were able to find. Like, it just yeah. 
I think mainly for them, like the duct tape kind of skewed that. Yeah, because it's sort of like, well, she drowned in the family swimming pool. Why would there need to be duct tape on her? Yeah. So, but that was like one thing. And yeah. So uh, Simon Birch, who was like the manager of the towing company that had impounded Casey's car, if we remember that. Um, he testified at this trial that he actually had encountered multiple vehicles in his time um, with dead bodies during his three decades in the business and that the smell from Casey's car was consistent with those past experiences he had. Wow. Wow. Imagine that you were able to say that. You're like, I have past experience smelling a lot of dead bodies and that's and it smelled like dead body. I've I've only ever smelt one. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. It is and I'm going to agree with Simon Birch here. People smell. And I don't mean that in a good way, obviously. No, 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 of course. It's a smell like, that like you will never forget. If you distinct. smell it again, you're immediately like, that is dead body. It's not question it's not questionable. And, and I'm imagining it's distinct from, like, the carcass of a dead animal. See, the, that's the thing is I haven't really smelt a lot of, like, decaying animals. Yeah, so I, I don't know I how either. similar yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the body's pretty freaking recognizable. I also, ca- like, can't, like, when you say Simon Birch, like, all I'm picturing is, did you watch that movie in religion class with the kid named Simon Birch? No. And, like, mo- he drown or whatever. Simon like Simon Birch, what movie? Oh, like I feel like everyone watched it in high school. There's, I have friends listening right now that are going to be like, I know exactly what you're See, talking about because we've talked about it before where it's like everyone watched it either in like elementary school or like high school. I'm going to pull it up later and you're going to be like, you know what? Oh, you know what? There's, I prob- there's, there's a valid reason for why I'm probably not remembering this. I don't know if we were ever in religion class together, but that was the class that I'd bring my pillow to and sleep in. <laughs> And I got in trouble every single day, but it was like, it was 8 a.m. Then I'm not going to waltz in and start getting into heated like discussions about religion. I'm sleeping. I'm oh, yeah, tired. I know. And religion class of it too was like family studies based and like sort yeah. of like it was religion based as well. But I mean, obviously at that point we had all like we knew the story. Yeah. Trying to like expand it and like apply it to our lives. And we're all like, um, we're 15. We don't care. Yeah. And I also like hated my religion class i won't say my teacher or anything obviously because i got into like a heated fucking discussion and ever since that heated discussion i lost respect for this teacher this teacher had made a claim that during the holocaust six billion with a b she put it in writing on her handout billion uh uh-huh i know you're looking at me crazy right now (laughs) billion jewish people were murdered so the entire world so that's what i said i was like ma'am (laughs) there's only at the time at the time there's more now but i was like there's barely seven billion people in the world today we're just about to break that cusp and she was like no it was billion and i was like you can just admit you're wrong and say it's million (laughs) like you can that's okay like yeah you're not saying that it's a hoax or anything you're just saying that your numbers are wrong (laughs) i'm just trying to correct your spelling here it's a spelling error not (laughs) a typo (laughs) yeah and she was just like no billion and i was like how did you get this job? Like, I was like very upset because I was like, you're this, like, if you're going to cling to this, we got to fucking seek upper I can't management wait to find here. Out who de- who's like, what teacher? I'll tell you after. But, <laughs> but I was I feel furious. Like, yeah, I feel like my religion classes were hit or miss. I feel like a couple of them I really enjoyed because of the teacher. 
Yeah. Um, especially my world religions class. That one was like probably my favorite. I'm curious I to think, see who you had. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a couple. And we're also, Becky and I are talking because we went to a Catholic high school. We had to take religion. Yeah. I just want to put it out there. Like we didn't take religion every year just because we really, really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, we don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're not like bitching about We're like we picked these classes and we hated them. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It was like, a mandatory you, you credit. You had to take a mandatory religion credit every yeah. year. And world religions in grade 11 or 12, whenever we had to take it, was super interesting because that was the it only is. time we got to learn about religion. Yeah. That's the thing is I and, – yeah. And that's like – I think everyone should take – I think that should be a mandatory credit for like anyone Everybody. even in a public school. I because agree. Because like it's – there's so much about history that you get to learn as well. And how to respect other cultures and yeah, it's just – Yeah, it was yeah. so – and we got to like go on the field trip. We went to like all Oh, I didn't get like, to go. I You didn't go on that field trip? No. Because I didn't have enough money to go. It was like a hundred bucks, and I had to pay oh, for everything myself. That. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I didn't Tear. remember it being very expensive because it was just like a yeah. day trip to like a. I know a everyone got to and like everyone got to go to Mandarin, Orthodox and I was like church. so fucking pissed. Oh, I forgot about the Mandarin. And everyone came back like I got it so good, and I was like, honestly, go fuck yourselves. Like I was so upset. I'm sorry. I'll okay. take you around all the places we went to. No, I want to go to Mandarin. To that was the whole thing. <laughs> you don't you don't give a shit about the Buddhist temple. Yeah. You just want to go to the Mandarin. <laughs> no, see, I give a shit, but I also give a shit more about the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That was the biggest cultural experience. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get on this? holy shit okay so wow yeah that was a tangent Ah, uh, well yeah deal with it anyways so simon simon birch that's how we got on this it's all started with simon birch shit. okay so yeah you're gonna have to tell me about that movie after <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so yeah he testified saying that it was extremely consistent with his past experiences i'm gonna back him up on this i'm fully right. on his side that's simon birch knows the odor of decaying corpses i mean i've only smelt it once and i'm backing him up he's claiming he's i'm sorry uh, multiple vehicles multiple which means to me if my math checks out that's more than two <laughs> yes yes that is more, than, more two. than two <laughs> so that same day the fiance of casey's brother also took the stand and he like had described having a very special bond that um that she had observed between kaylee and casey which oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the importance of that kind of testify, testif testification. Testimony? <laughs> testimony. <laughs> That's a testification. No, I like testification better. I'm going to call it testification <laughs> going forward. <laughs> Fuck every other terminology. <laughs> But so I think that's more of just like a character witness, which is yeah, like, oh, yeah. which they do pull. Yeah, sometimes, Dane, but when like you have nothing else. When you when yeah when you're when <laughs> no, you're no I'm just I'm just when you're grasping joking. for straws. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a couple character witnesses. I'm thinking about references too, where like you apply for a job and they're like, we prefer a professional reference. We but prefer, like, but we know we, you're not going to give like, us. But like we will accept a character reference. You know where they're just like, don't give us a fucking character reference. Like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Megan always has me be her reference. Her and character reference? Just like a reference. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's different. You could be a professional reference. Technically, you yes, are a boss at one point. But like, I fucking ham it up. Oh, I, I, I was would, just I saying, would expect you I would. sent her the most hilarious, like, whatever, TikTok or whatever it is last week. And we were dying because like, it was just, I'll show you after. It was really funny. It was a good one. <laughs> it's not important to this episode, but <laughs> it's very good. <clears throat> okay. So then a couple days after this, a forensics expert had uh, taken the stand. I love a good forensic expert. Oh, don't we all? Yeah. But then they also get contradicted. So anyways, this is an interesting name. Arpad Vass. Arpad is the first name. Vass is the last name. 
Okay. I said it really quickly altogether, but <laughs> it's just very interesting. It's name. like share. Share. Our Pedvas. Our Pedvas. <laughs> I like it. Of the Oak Ridge National Laboratory, um, explains the shockingly high amount of chloroform, which was a chemical released by decomposition, as well as one that can be used to knock someone unconscious detected in the car trunk, led to his conclusion that a dead body was indeed present. However, that testimony was immediately contradicted like the next day by an FBI who compared the chloroform level in the trunk to the amount that's in like a household cleaner. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. My like concern here is like, those are two very contradictory things to have like a forensic expert come in and be like, no, like this is definitely, this was used to knock out a body and then there's a dead body in there. But I don't know, for an FBI scientist to the very following day be like, oh, no, it's just like household cleaner in the trunk. Mm-hmm. It's very contradictory. Very, yeah. Very that, suspicious. Yeah. That seems – Yeah, that seems like completely opposite testimony. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah. Um, that would be confusing for a jury. It, exactly. <laughs> well, if like we're sitting here confused, like, well, how can you have those two that's very contradictory? Like I, I think yeah. that's the whole point is – to confuse the jury. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just throw them off and have them think. Ugh. I don't know. So then June 8th, which is just two days after, like I think there was like a couple of days break in between mm-hmm. as most trials usually have. But um, a, a software designer was brought in for um, the testification. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so my, official. Yeah. And his testimony as well is very contradictory. He like contradicts himself. Oh, okay. Well, that's not. No, that's not reliable. And like you can't come in and be like an expert witness on something and then like recount your statement like almost immediately after the same testimony. You know what I mean? Like it's just very. Sorry, what was he testifying on? Oh, I'm I'm getting there. So he testifies that – did I say he was a software designer? Or yes, did I just did. okay? I okay, I was I like, forgot. did I just? I was like, where? Blew past. What is he even going to talk about? Yeah, okay. you so, did say he was a software, software designer. designer. Yeah, he he testified that someone had searched "quote unquote" chloroform. Oh, in his words, whopping eighty four times, and had also looked up such terms like head injuries, ruptured spleen, chest trauma, and internal bleeding on the Anthony's uh, home computer in March of two thousand and eight, and it was apparently during the regular work hours of George and Cindy meaning that both George and Cindy wouldn't have been home mm-hmm. and implying that it would have been Casey searching on the computer. Yes. Okay. Then this same software designer later reports that there was an error in his uh, detecting software and determined that the user actually only visited a site related to chloroform once. So to go from 84 to once mm-hmm. is very suspicious. That's strange. That is that is strange. And that's contradictory. Like you should probably get your shit together before like before jumping on a murder trial stand. Yeah. Like but but even one time searching that, if it was within the regular work hours of Casey's parents and like we can determine that it only could have been her searching it, even one search about chloroform or like head injuries or whatever is kind of suspicious in my opinion. Yes. Not like 
not to the point where you can like nail someone for murder for that. Like yeah. I could be sitting at home one day and be like, I wonder like how much chloroform you need to knock somebody out. Like just curious yeah. because like, is that something everyone has in their like, like that you could just go out and buy or is it like a lot or is it like mm-hmm. what? I don't know anything about court. Like I don't know either. Should we Google it and see one day and just Google it. And then you're on trial yeah. one day and someone's like, you Google chloroform and you're like, oh fuck. I yeah. Did. So <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's not overly yeah. suspicious, but I guess like, in his two in possible hindsight. scenarios, yeah, she did search it either way, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is very different from eighty-four times to to one. To if one. you went from eighty-four yeah. to none, I might have been like, "Huh, who paid you to say this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> was this? Do you know if this was in separate testimonies, like separate days, or was this all within one one day? Okay, that's okay. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Because, so. yeah, I feel like if you're going to get to a point where you're going to say, oh, but there was an error and then it shows that she only searched it once, why would you even say the first part? Like, why would you even say that yeah. like, she searched it four times? Oh, yeah. but then there was an error, so she didn't. Yeah. So I what, I what I'm wondering is if it was like all within the same, like he's sitting on the stand yeah. within the same hour saying it or if there was like a recess between. Right. And then he came back and said it. That I don't know because, mm-hmm. again, like I've, I said at the beginning, like – a lot of this information is all just like news articles that I've had mm-hmm. to like string together to make sense. And it's very, there's a lot of plot holes. That's yeah. the thing with this case is Sounds it's like, like it. it's all extremely contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like I wish there was just some like real hard fucking facts that I could be like, this is absolute, but there's not a lot of that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So then on June 23rd, like, so the June 8th was the software designer's testimony. June 23rd, Cindy um casey's mom she claims on the stand that she was the one who researched chloroform on her computer she also testifies that um the that a stain that was found in the trunk that was allegedly caused by kaylee's decomposing body was there when the family purchased the car eight years earlier that's not something you can prove (laughs) no no that's just you saying that though Mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah. Unless they have like pictures from the day they bought it. I was going to say, it, unless you bought it on like Auto Trader or something and it's like a used car and there was pictures of it and you could, someone could some like somehow find that. Yeah. But, but that's, that's pretty, that's a long shot. I couldn't find any kind of evidence to back that statement mm-hmm. up. I looked, but again. Well, I'm sure like someone in the trial would have looked as well. Uh, right? Yeah. So it's sort and of like, like, if they couldn't find it, there's, there's no, no chance I'm going to find, find it. it. <laughs> I'm just some fucking idiot with a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> And a pea-sized brain. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, so then time passes. On July third, both parties uh, present their closing arguments. So, continuing with the narrative that Casey was overly burdened by Kaylee, the lead prosecutor, who is Jeff Ashton, um, he like emphasized to the jury how the young mother was motivated enough to go to extremes to achieve her freedom. Mm-hmm. Something needed to be sacrificed. That something was either the life she wanted or the life thrust upon her, he mm-hmm. says. She chose to sacrifice her child. That was his closing statement. I, I'm i going to say I find that believable, considering she hid the pregnancy and didn't seem, according to other statements, too involved, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But In that, in that, in the time that she- Kaylee was missing she seemed to be like living her best life yeah, yeah. so but again I, that's just personal opinion mm-hmm. oh yeah that's all yeah. speculation 
um, Baez, which was Kaylee's um, attorney, sorry, um, he was actually like forbidden from revisiting the the molestation claims against George. Oh. So he wasn't allowed to bring that back up again after. I'm not sure why exactly. But I guess yeah. it just like didn't have any gravity to it. Well, maybe that's why though. Maybe there's, I don't know, like I wonder if because it's you can't prove that it doesn't mean you can't have a witness state something like that in court, but I think it would be different if Casey was on the stand saying my dad molested me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From personal experience, whereas maybe they're saying like you can't you can't include just... that in your narrative if you don't have a witness. Because isn't it that's just like to conjecture at that point? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of what you're allowed to say, but maybe the yeah. prosecution got that thrown out because he's like, Well, you can't like you can't prove it, so you can't throw those statements around to try and sway the jury. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like even if like even if it happened, I don't feel like it actually has any weight to the story. Even if it happened, it doesn't necessarily have an immediate impact. Yes, way the idea that Casey might have killed her daughter. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't negate. And it doesn't excuse it. Yeah, and it also doesn't really like negate what the prosecutor's claiming of her basically wanting to choose freedom over motherhood. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if anything, it almost those claims might further prove the prosecution side. Mm-hmm. And he's not claiming that the father that Casey's dad killed Kaylee. No. So why, what's the point of trying to um, exactly attack his character? Yeah. It's well, it's to make Kay, Kay, uh, sorry, Casey. See, I knew I would do it at some point. Casey look like a victim of circumstance. Sure. But even if you make her look like a victim, you can't justify saying that because she's a victim, she, she gets to chill her, her. Yeah. Chill like, her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> Yeah, so I, yeah. so that's why I'm like it's a it's a bit confusing, and I wonder if maybe somewhere in there, the judge or the prosecution like made that that claim, and they're like, so you can't mention it no, anymore. It's I don't know, useless. I think, but yeah. So Baez delivers an effective closing argument, keyword effective, um, by pointing out the lack of evidence that could definitively place Kaylee's body in the car trunk or tie Casey to her daughter's death. Again, I'm going to disagree with that because I believe in forensic evidence and the forensic evidence that was initially reported does prove that there, well, maybe not definitely prove, but the microscopic similarities of Kaylee's hair being in the trunk, the chloroform, like the the air sample that definitively proved there was decomposition in the trunk. I think that's pretty damning. Yeah, I do. But I guess I get what they're saying as far as like the evidence all it proves is that there was a dead body in the trunk and that that dead body could very well be hair sample so if you can prove that kaylee's dead body was in the trunk but you can't prove definitively who killed her Mm -hmm. then that's hard yeah that's reasonable doubt um yeah you know what i'm saying like because then that means she could have drowned in the family pool and the entire family covered it up yeah and then it's not just casey that should be on trial right now yeah. Right. So I, I get what he's saying is like you have definitive proof that like something happened to this girl. Yeah. For sure. And we just I don't think know there's what. reasonable um to suspect Casey for sure. Yeah. But if you can't prove that definitively, it's hard. That's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, me, I'm just like, once I get something stuck in my head, we all know where I Oh, no, I, I totally, I, I'm, w- I'm with you on yeah. this for sure. She does not sound like mom yeah. of the year, but. Yeah. It's it's a, prove it in a court of law like that's 
that's just the way our justice system works. Yeah. Two things I wanted to add that we did not touch back on in part one. Um, one, if you remember Zaneda, the babysitter, the, oh, yes, the alleged, mysterious yeah. So she, she not did fake babysitter. <laughs> she, this person does exist. Okay. They, I, I dug deeper Okay. and, um, there, this person came forward months oh. after and actually like filed like a suit against, um, against Casey for defamation after the trial or just after, I think before the trial is my dates. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mainly because police were looking for this so-called babysitter that abducted her child. Right. But she's like, I don't, this was not me. I'm not involved in this in any way, shape, so or form. So she was a real person, but she was never the, like a babysitter for this girl? It's, no. It's just from From what I was able them. to find, no. Like Interesting. She okay. just like, I think she knew Casey and it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to use this person's name. From from what I was able to find. From what I was able to find. Again, there's a lot of like really weird articles. You know what? She probably just like watched her once. Yeah. And then Casey was just yeah. like, yeah, killer babysitter. And yeah. like, I think she took her. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Imagine. I did you oh a solid uh, like for three I hours on for you. Wednesday afternoon. And I gave you a really good price. <laughs> now yeah. stealing your daughter. Like that would rock your world. I'd, I'd, I'd sue for freaking well. defamation as well. God. What was the, what was the other, um, oh, the other thing I wanted to get, get arrested for. What was the thing? Oh, public mischief. Public mischief. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want to get arrested for. It's going to be so fun. Okay. So then officially on July 5th of 2011, Casey is found not guilty. After almost six weeks of testimonies and 400 pieces of evidence presented in court, the jury of seven women and five men takes less than 11 hours to reach the verdict of not guilty. Okay. Which not the quickest, but like also not the longest deliberation. Yeah. Like usually when there's Which a- I understand. I think that makes sense to me because again, there's a lot of people on that jury probably believed that she did it. Yeah. But had to but are instruct to follow the law and simple doubt though. Yeah. And if there is you're not supposed to convict them. You you can't, especially when the death penalty is on the table. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like, so I, I would not have wanted to be in that deliberation room. That no, would have been tough. That would have been very tough. Yeah. So, but on July 7th, I said July really weird. That was weird. I said it weird. <laughs> I'm going to think about that all day now. <laughs> on July 7th, Casey is sentenced to time already served because she did spend the last several, however long it was, in, in holding, yeah. yeah. Um, Casey had received a four-year sentence and a $4,000 fine for the four corns. Corns. I said corns. What were you trying to say? Counts. Oh, okay. Okay. Counts. That's okay. That one's not okay. <laughs> I'm going to get made fun of for that one. That's okay, guys. I'm all right with that. Four counts <laughs> lying to police. But the prison time is canceled out by the near three years already spent behind bars and Credit for good behavior. Oh, always, yeah. Always. Yep. So then on July 17th, which is just like, what, 10 days after her sentence, uh, Casey's released from jail. Casey had exited the Orange County Jail after midnight, passing approximately 100 protesters who had showed up to demand justice for Kaylee. And um, her lawyer has a statement here. It is my hope that Casey Anthony can receive the counseling and treatment she needs to move forward with the rest of her life. 
So she is a free woman and it is still de- like widely debated as to what actually happened to Kaylee. I can see why. I really can. Especially it's- because it seems like her parents' position in the matter is a bit vague to me. Yeah. Um. What Her mom testified that – what did her mom testify again? That Casey – that she was the one that searched chloroform. Yes, yes. That she mm-hmm. she t- like took the blame for that. Yeah, and that um, but there I couldn't but, find a reason. But they were accusing her dad of molesting her, like yeah. the defense was. So yeah. that I'm sure that didn't sit well with them. But they were the ones that reported Kaylee missing, mm-hmm. and so yeah, where where they stand on it is um lost in- on me. Like, their involvement is they well involved. Are they trying to protect Casey? Do they or do they think she did it? And they're trying because they called the police and said, like, arrest her. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's where I feel like it's all getting lost in like the love of a parent, but maybe knowing that your kid did something wrong. Yeah. And then feeling guilty after for yeah. calling and wanting their arrest. Yeah. I so, feel like there could be levels I, of like trying to cover something up, but also trying to do the right thing and yeah. like going back and forth between that. Yeah for your granddaughter but now your granddaughter is gone and your daughter is all you have left yeah so i'm I'm sorry if anyone can hear that banging (laughs) i have no idea what's happening some construction going on downstairs (laughs) i'm not sure what's happening in this house right now it's utter chaos (laughs) yeah so i feel like that like if her parents came out and like in within the trial or testified that they like then that that would be very clear to me yeah but but because they seem kind of yeah. like on the fence or like be like wishy-washy about where they want to stand. That's why I question whether they were involved too. Yeah. And it wasn't just Casey. I think Casey was involved no matter what. Oh yes. For sure. Yeah, I, I that's just how don't I know feel. where her parents fit into all of this. Yeah. And like, again, I too, I want to respect the fact that like, yes, a, a court and jury has decided that she is innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to respect that statement, but like there wasn't enough evidence. Like, it's just yeah. Yep, I understand that. Uh, but it's just like it is very questionable. I I have my own theories, mm-hmm. if you will. Like I feel like maybe on that time that she was released on on her bond, that maybe she did talk to her parents, and maybe the truth came out, and that was why they had switched their tone, possibly. Yeah. Because before it was very arrest her and find our granddaughter, and then it went kind of to oh no 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 that's not that's, that's not what happened oh it was actually this day that I saw her and that's when the lies kind of started happening mm-hmm. so it's like what actually happened like yeah that's that's all I want to know it's kind of like the John Bonet case where it's like yeah I, at this point like just what happened like and this little girl deserves some kind of answers like yes well that's the thing is that at the end of the day no one is paying the no price one for wins the death no one of this yeah. child whether it be neglect that she died from or whether it was an yeah. actual direct action by somebody either way this th- three three-year-old child yep died and shouldn't have yeah and no one is paying for it no that's that's i think what's the most upsetting yeah part yeah that's, so yeah yeah it's just an odd odd case all around mm-hmm. so I, I i don't know yeah i don't know I know, I know that was another quick one, but. And this was, so she was released in 2011. 2011, yeah. Let me check. Yeah, just, 2011. Okay. Not that long ago. No, that's like a, a little over 10 years ago. Oh, fuck, 10 years? Okay, that was like, that was like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, 
so she'd be in like her early 30s now and yeah. or mid 30s and yeah it's just kind of living her life did could you find anything on like where yeah. she is now she's or? just um i did look hang on i think i have yeah Moore's can't think her now i guess i'm just mostly wondering if she had any more kids it doesn't seem that way Ugh. um let me see here i do have it kind open. Of, i just kind of hope not you know so allegedly trying to lead a normal life um, 10 years on from her not guilty verdict in Florida. Um, apparently in 2021, she did emerge back into the spotlight, according to the U.S. Sun. Um, she was involved in like a massive brawl at O'Shea's Irish Pub in West Palm Beach. Drinks were thrown. People were hit. That's pretty much it. And there was a TMZ reporter there. You know it's official. So she's really grown up, it sounds like. She's really matured. Um, (laughs) She's really, like, gotten it together. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get sued or anything, but, yeah. She's got her shit together. (laughs) I I want to say what I want. I'm just saying. If you're in your mid-30s and you're still getting to fight the Irish pubs, like, go home. Just... Get it together. Grow up. (laughs) Yeah. So in March, I'm actually just seeing here, in March uh, of 2020... a source, I don't know who the source is, had told In Touch Weekly. Remember how we talked about how, like, oh, the pinnacle the- of American journalism? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that uh, Casey is actually writing uh, a detailed and definitive account of her life and the tragedy of losing Kaylee and everything that followed. Um, at that time, she had apparently already written three chapters. Which, fair enough, if she uh, is willing to tell explicitly her side of the story that's one thing but how are we to believe that when she's changed her story five times that's the thing yeah it's that's that's the only thing for me is that sort of like if it's someone who has never spoken their side of the story and they're now going to tell it that's that's more believable to me than someone who's told four or five or six different versions of the story and now they're yeah probably gonna pick the version that cast them in the best light yeah so i would if if she writes yeah. a book i'm not saying i wouldn't read it but i'd probably read it with a grain of salt yeah <laughs> like every single word exactly <laughs> you know I would, i'm i'm i'll admit it now i'm gonna read that book yeah when yeah, it yeah for sure i want i, I want know. you to i, I, I want to read i it need too. to know um in 2020 the the daily mail also very pinnacle of truth and <laughs> accurateness <laughs> reported that uh, Casey had actually launched a private investigation firm in Florida to help those facing serious legal charges. Cool. Okay. Um, a source. I love how it's always like a source. Who the fuck are your sources? I, I need to I know. know these things. I, know. I need names, man. <laughs> like, um, she knows what it's like to be accused of something she didn't do, says this source. Mm-hmm. She wants to help other wrongfully accused people, especially women, and help get them justice. See, that's great. That is great for sure. I think that it would be depends. Like if you're someone who's going to be helped by Casey Anthony and you really, really believe her side of the story, then then that's great. And if she gets you help, that's awesome. But I think that a lot of people would be weary about an organization helping them that's founded by someone who has such a controversial past. Yeah. I think that would be difficult. Yeah. Because like, yes, I know the reasonable doubt is there. But there's like a level of reasonable doubt to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like 90% sure, 10% unsure. Yeah. This is the other way. Yeah. I and think. I wonder 
I wonder if the death penalty wasn't on the table if they would have convicted her. I, that's yeah. That was my next thing is it, it wasn't originally supposed to be a death yeah. penalty case, but because of the initial forensic report, they had deemed it such. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, okay, well – I just – I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I think – Because everything gets leveled up when it's sort of like, so you're going to decide whether this person dies or not. Yeah. As and and to juries do have whether... a hard time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's – it's a lot – it's a lot to put on it's... even 12 people. Like, it is a – it's a weight. I think that mm-hmm. I've read accounts from jury members of certain cases talk about how much it affected them throughout their life yeah. afterward, thinking about, like, how much – like power you have i guess that you maybe don't even want yeah because like it okay it's one thing casey anthony out of the picture it's one thing to be a killer mm-hmm. and that's a choice you've made yeah. or maybe choice isn't the right word but that's the circumstance you're in and that's that's you as a person but when you get asked to be on a jury and then you're told you have to make this decision to kill or not kill that's when it becomes like that gray area of guilt for the rest of your life because you probably went i'm never gonna have to kill anyone (laughs) ever and i don't need to dirty my hands in that like in that manner Mm -hmm. but then when you're thrust into the spotlight of a courtroom and told to now basically vote on this person living or not that'll weigh on you forever yeah absolutely i don't envy people that have to sit on juries of death penalty cases at all even if the evidence is so damning that it's like yeah they're fucking guilty it's still just like that would do you want to stoop to their level like that's why capital punishment is like so controversial controversial and there might be people that have sat that sat on that jury thinking i don't believe in the death penalty so i don't want to vote for this but i think she's guilty but i cannot convict her because there's reasonable doubt and because she's going to die and I don't believe that that's right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There are lots of people who yeah. just don't agree with it and I think that would affect mm-hmm. their decision in in coming to a verdict. Yeah. Whereas and if if you're on the other side where you're like I absolutely believe in the death penalty and I absolutely think she did yeah. it, then maybe you'd have an easier time convicting her. Yeah. And yeah, I know everyone has different opinions on the death penalty. I know that. Like Yeah, it and, is it is very controversial. I think that yeah. you can see that in the fact that there's many states that still have it and many that don't Don't. right yeah and i think it i think it's one of those things that like it almost has to have a gray area like i don't think it's black and white i think it should be a case-by-case scenario like because there are times where i'm like oh yeah fucking burn them at the stake let's go oh yeah absolutely absolutely i'm not black or white about it either Either. exactly like but then there are times where i'm like no like that's not the answer yeah (laughs) yeah I, I don't know. It's just, I, uh, I, uh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I stand. <laughs> but yeah, so. Well, that was well done. I, I hope so. I, I feel really like I well blew through it, but. No, it's, it's, it's a really interesting case and it's. It's very oh, questionable on all sides. It's just, I don't know, it sheds a lot of light on the justice system and expert yeah. witnesses and all that stuff. And yeah, I hope to one day be able to expand on it with maybe more information. Well, I think if maybe like when her book comes out or if there, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of documentary or something at some yeah. point, like it's probably not over with yet. No. So you might be able to like read the book, let's say, and then we yeah. can do an updated episode on like what we think. Hopefully, yeah. About the book. I'd love to do that yeah. when and if this actually happens. I mm-hmm. kind of 
I have this feeling she's just like, I'm going to write a book mm -hmm. and it's never going to go. I'm written. a bit surprised that she hasn't written one yet. It's been over 10 years. So like. Where's your book? No, no offense. <laughs> but like if she was, if she's doing this to make money, I'm surprised she hasn't done it already. Yeah. I guess that's all I'm saying. If oh, she's yeah. doing it to tell her truth, that's different. And maybe you just want to take your time with it. But that's fine. Uh, if if there's any part of her that really wants it for the money, I'm surprised she didn't I'm do it like right yeah. after she got out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like when it's and all to fresh and ten, ten years later, only have three chapters written. Come on, chop chop. <laughs> like that's man. Oh man. <laughs> no pressure or anything. One page a day. <laughs> <laughs> one page a day. Not even <laughs> like a sentence a day, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we've got for this episode. This well. case be continued yeah probably hopefully it's not over yet it doesn't feel it's over not yet. over <laughs> i will find the answers it's not over <laughs> so yeah that's that's about it guys that's it yeah did I, you want more we don't have any more yeah if you want more i'm so sorry you're gonna have to wait for a different <laughs> episode of something else <laughs> but i'm i'm curious to see what other people think because i know this is gonna be one yeah. of those where someone's like share our, share your opinions like yeah or maybe politefully please because i know people oh, like gosh. to attack people but like yeah, yeah. no we we always want to hear your opinions guys yeah like, as long as everyone's nice and polite Just, we like to hear all sides of it and there might be something you found on the internet where you're like oh, oh i my saw God. this piece of evidence and blah 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 and like that kind of swayed my opinion we'd love to hear it i love that if someone is able to come to me and be like hey i think like your stance on what's happening is incorrect because of this evidence send it to us yeah i ain't changed i like someone that can challenge my brain so please yeah or where we can discuss and <laughs> yeah even, let's like, talk about it even agreeing to disagree is fine but we love to hear your opinions and yeah. your thoughts or like things that you've heard or read about yeah or if you've got some great theories i'd love to share them mm -hmm. i love i love hearing that me too yeah so email us so on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And oh, oh, sorry. That's me. I know. I have it wrong <laughs> still in my template. I'm sorry. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, like sharing your theories about Casey Anthony, yes. you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Hope you guys liked my two short parts back to back. Maybe they're split up. I don't remember how we're doing it, but hope right. you liked it. <laughs> Keep it sleazy. See ya. Okay, bye. bye.